Welcome to the Bag Mentality. On this podcast, we break down the box of the American dream and redefine success for a new generation. Interviewing the movers and shakers, the entrepreneurs, the creators, anyone out there making something happen in the world. Let's get it. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Bag Mentality. I am your host, Will Preble. And today we have a super interesting guest on Erica Gutierrez, uh, who's accomplished a ton um, before even leaving college. Um, but Erica, I like to let my guests kind of define themselves um, before I put labels and words uh, into your mouth. So my first question for you is, you know, how would you how would you define yourself? How would you identify yourself? Hi, Will. Thank you for having me. So I identify myself as someone who strives to live every day the most that I can and become the better, the best version of myself I can be every single day. So I don't like to just define myself because every day I'm growing. Um, so definitely someone who's always evolving and just striving to become better and also bring others with me as well. Mm, I love that. I love that. Um, so let's start with, um, kind of, you know, your journey to, you know, I know you're, you're big on LinkedIn, you have a big following now, um, you create content, do a number of different things there, uh, kind of entrepreneurially. Um, but how did you kind of, uh, get to where you are? Like what formative experiences, um, in your, in your childhood, middle school, high school kind of, um, led you to become the person you are today? Yeah. So my childhood and growing up, I was kind of a complete different person. I was always told in high school, well, let's start from elementary school. I was the first person to learn how to read in my class. I was always really good at multiplication timetables. I was really into school. But as I was growing up, I kind of was losing more motivation in school or just in life in general. And I remember growing up being told by my teachers that I was really lazy, that I wasn't fulfilling my potential. Um, it got to a point that I remember even in high school, um, I was always advanced in middle school. I was advanced two years in math. And when I got to high school, I switched into a private school and they made me repeat those exact two years that I had already taken. And so I was at a point that I was unmotivated. I didn't want to go to school and my grades weren't that high. And I remember being told that I wasn't going to get into Florida State and that I wasn't going to have a successful future because I was very lazy and all this stuff that was being put into my head. And I was believing that. And I remember deep down, I always wanted to be successful and be more fulfilled. But with those thoughts of people telling me you're lazy, you are losing your potential, you're wasting a, the potential that your life can be, that kind of brought me down and actually kept me from reaching anything that I had set my mind to. Um, but through personal development, the more that I read about limiting beliefs and read about actually educated myself on how I can grow and how I can actually become the person I wanted to be by implementing new habits, surrounding myself with new people, all of that. And little by little, I started making these changes. And in every single day, my life began to change and I began to be more motivated, more uh, passionate in everything that I did because I started seeing results just by changing small habits and just by surrounding myself with different people. And kind of on that road of personal development, that's when I started experimenting with coming out of my comfort zone and creating more things. And it actually got to 
to LinkedIn video last semester. I remember the first video that I ever made. I was so nervous and uh, I was really nervous. And I remember just telling myself, Erica, I need to get out of my comfort zone if I want to be the person I want to be. I have to believe it in myself and not those thoughts that people had implanted in my mind from such a young age. And as I started doing that every day, I started getting more feedback and more people were interested in the person I am. And that was because I finally let go of that childhood and all those people that didn't believe in me. I proved to myself that I could accomplish more. And just by doing that, like there's been no going back because I realized that the way I was letting people define me was keeping me from actually being the person I could have become. And the more that I proved to myself who I could be, the more I was able to start creating more successes and reaching more goals and creating wonderful things. I love how you said that you proved to yourself that you could accomplish more. And, you know, I, in my own journey, I've had a lot of run-ins and a lot of experiences dealing with limiting beliefs. Um, and I think that's so huge um, that you talk about that in your journey um, and even just like stepping out of your comfort zone because you know, a lot of the reason why people don't try or don't, um, you know, push themselves to be more to access their full potentials because they have those limiting beliefs. They don't believe that they are worth, you know, worth something. They don't believe that they can pick up a skill or a task or pick up some, you know, vocation and learn how to do it. Um, and so tell me a little bit how you change your mindset um, to get past those limiting beliefs. Yeah, so my mindset definitely more more of less of my mindset, but more of my perception of the world around me was something that I had to change because when I was little, I was always really motivated and I wanted to be a dancer. I, I would put together shows, but it was more, it was less of my mindset and more of the fact that kind of everyone around me was more discouraging because like you said, some people believe that they're not able to, to get up and start something. And I was around a lot of people that way. And so it brought me down, but I was always, I always had a positive mindset, but it was more, you know, there's a lot of negativity in this world and I was letting it impact me. But um, I started being very negative. Like in high school, I had a very negative perception around the world. I remember being in dance team. I was a dancer and I wasn't fitting in in my dance team. And I remember that discouraging me from even thinking I could be a good dancer. I never made it into varsity because I remember my JV, JV was a level below varsity. Um, my coach always telling me like, Erica, you're not dancing well, like your technique is bad, this is this. And I, instead of like taking her criticism and being like, wow, you know, maybe I, I can dance more and be myself, express myself. I actually was on in, not confident I was insecure and by becoming insecure myself and not believing in myself it was actually you know that became my reality I wasn't a good dancer I was unhappy every day I remember going to practice and I wasn't enjoying it and now fast forward to 2019 where I am shuffling now which is a form of dance for those who don't know I shuffle now and I have created a brand um, about on shuffling and I actually have fans now I've been I've worked with a DJ one of my favorite DJs when I was a little girl and every day for example today I put on my story like a video of me dancing not caring because I was able to 
finally find the way I could express myself and let go of all the thoughts that I once had. And that was through, you know, personal development, telling myself those limiting beliefs. Why, why, if I want to do something, if I want to be a good dancer, what is getting in the way? And it wasn't the fact that I couldn't dance. It was the thought of, oh, I'm not good enough. So I believed I wasn't good enough. So even in the beginning of starting to shuffle, I was shy to post videos because I was like, what are my friends going to think of me? What are people going to think of me? What if I don't look good? But when I finally, like the more I did it, the more I convinced myself, like it's not even about how I look. It's about how I feel. This makes me happy. And so I started posting videos and it's like, I never went back. Now it's just, I'm a dancer and I'm good. And I look back at all those years wasted in high school letting these negative thoughts and emotions define the person that I am. Because in reality, that wasn't even the person that I was. It was just all these limiting beliefs holding me back. Mm, mm, yeah. And by the way, guys, you should go check out uh, Erica's Instagram because she has some pretty dope videos of, of shuffling. But um, yeah, if someone saw you today, they probably wouldn't say, oh, she was terrified to do that once. Like, you know, you you had all these limiting beliefs and you overcame them. Over, overcame them. Um, it's really easy to, in the world of social media, see people out there who have influence, who are, you know, doing it, who are kicking kicking ass online and, and um, you know, putting out great content and think, oh, you know, they were always like that. You know, they just had that, that tendency, that predisposition to be talented at whatever it is they're doing. And you know, I find that oftentimes it's actually the opposite. It's the people who went through pain, the people who um, you know, saw, saw something that they wanted to be and were terrified, but then did it anyways, um, that actually, you know, find the most success. Um, would you, would you agree with that? I definitely do agree. And something that I'm learning even is, um, successful people. It's not that they stop doubting themselves. It's just, they learn to ignore the doubt and they learn to ignore those limiting beliefs. Cause in the end of the day, we all, we all struggle with doubt and securities no matter how successful we are but it's about how we react to it if we let it define us or we can push it aside and just do whatever it is we want to do absolutely and i think defining yourself and really crafting beliefs about yourself that are empowering um you know is huge because otherwise it's so easy to you know i like to say that uh and i this is not original i think i got it from someone else but i like to say that you have two choices in life. Uh, you can become you or you can become someone else. Uh, and most people choose to follow a path and become someone else and let other people define who they should be and what you know what is valuable about them and what they can do in the world. Um, and it's more difficult to become yourself because you have to do a lot of work to overcome all those beliefs and that conditioning. But once you do, it's so freeing. Yes. It does take a lot of work, a lot of work. And most of it is because you have to let go. Let's say you want to change your mindset. You want to be more of yourself. You have to let go of of whatever you've already built up to be yourself. For example, like you said, when people watch my videos, they don't say, oh, that person was once scared to do that. Um, But people see the change of who you become. And I get messages from people who have known me since I was like in middle school and they they tell me I'm inspiring because they've seen the growth. They've seen how I went from someone who was scared of expressing themselves to expressing themselves. And it's very powerful because not only does that inspire other people to do it themselves, but it's just proof that 
wow, like everyone is really struggling with that because we all kind of have these beliefs, but in reality, like the only person we need to prove to to is ourselves. Right. It's not me versus the world. It's just me versus me, right? A hundred percent. I love that. I mean, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I definitely, um, you know, as I've gotten bigger on LinkedIn and, you know, started to get noticed online and not that I'm like anywhere like huge right now, but, you know, I have a little bit of a following and, and I've been putting out content for, you know, six, seven months. Um, and as people talk to me, people say, oh, you know, that was so inspiring and, you know, some of these messages and such. Um, sometimes it takes me by surprise because I, my perception of who I am still hasn't caught up to like what I'm putting out in the world. And I'm like surprised that someone actually like resonates with my content and such. Um, you know, on, almost like the imposter syndrome, but like, you know, it takes a while to really, you know, believe that you can be this thing, but at some point you have to just decide to go for it. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, and it totally happens. And I was having a conversation about this with a friend the other day, because I feel like, for example, like I said, that first video I posted on LinkedIn, I remember for like the first five hours, I barely had engagement. I had like 10 likes and I was so nervous because I'm still a student at the time. I was like, LinkedIn's so professional, you know, like this isn't, it's because it's not for LinkedIn. And I remember, and I remember it perfectly. I remember feeling so insecure about it. And I was like, wow, should I take the video down? Like, what should I do? And I told myself, Erica, we've been here before. What do we say? We're going to get over these limiting beliefs and let it go. I ended up getting 40,000, 50,000 views on that video. And ever since, I just did the same thing again, being myself. I recorded the same video, I mean, a different video, being myself, and posted it again, and the same. And in the beginning, you kind of just have to, like, let go. Like, you have to be yourself. You can't be hard on yourself. You can't doubt yourself. And just, I look back, and I'm like, can you imagine if I was scared to ever post that first video? Like, I wouldn't even be where I am right now. What would you say to people right now who, um, you know, I think LinkedIn is a huge opportunity. Um, people right now who kind of see this, hear this conversation and, you know, you know, maybe want to get started, but are kind of afraid to start. What would you, what would you say to that person? I would say that you, everyone starts somewhere and by watching other people's videos, you kind of feel um, maybe like you're not that type of person you're not someone who's meant to be in front of ca the camera but in reality you are yourself you have your personality the only thing you have to do is have a conversation like you were having with someone else but in front of the camera and just be your true self don't think how other people are going to perceive you as or what like you can't be thinking about trying to please everybody else because in reality you can't like whatever message you want to say you have to say and you're going to attract the people who are attracted to that and the ones that aren't well those aren't the ones that you should be even striving to have in your network you want people who are really into what it is that you want to the message you want to perceive and um, show out into the world so if you want to get started with linkedin definitely be strong on what message it is you want to put out there what exactly you want to be using it for and just to not be scared and just understand that everyone starts somewhere. And if you're shy right now, the more you work for it, you're going to look back in like a month or two months and be so proud of yourself that you finally started. Definitely. And I think just to pull out something there that I think is really uh, valuable, um, you talked about how when you put out 
like authentic content, you attract kind of like-minded people. Um, and just from a, from personal experience, like before I started creating, um, I was very unhappy with the path I was on, even though I had just, you know, gone through college, um, and graduated about eight months ago. And, but before I started creating, I was going down this path, going into the corporate world. And, you know, not that I had some good opportunities, but I just wasn't happy. Um, and it wasn't until I started creating content that was authentic to me, talking about things, you know, the mindset, biohacking, all this stuff that I cared about and entrepreneurship that, um, you know, all those people started to come into my life just because of the stuff I was putting out into the world. Um, has that has that happened to, to you as well with LinkedIn? A hundred percent. Yeah, I definitely found my voice with LinkedIn video, with LinkedIn video. It all happened so fast because what happened was summer i had an extremely hard summer i was um, working 35 hours a weekend as restaurant server and i was taking 13 credit hours in summer and i remember being so positive and motivated for some reason during all that time and i wanted to inspire other people and i wanted to prove to people like it doesn't matter how hard your life may seem if you find a balance not necessarily balance but if you're able to kind of train your mind to perceive the best in every situation, you're able to do that. And so I started my blog and I was still very nervous at first. Every blog post that I wanted to write, I was very nervous, but it wasn't until I just got in front of the camera and started creating my LinkedIn videos that I found my voice because through each video, you get feedback, you get new questions, you get new topics. People want to know more. And by them wanting to know more, you're finding more in yourself and you're just, you start finding and strengthening your voice. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely been my experience as well. Um, so I know you are, you're still in school and you're a math, you're a math major, applied math major, right? Yeah. Yeah. So did you always want to be a math major? I know you said you, you struggled with it or maybe you, um, you just got, uh, had some difficulties in, in high school. Uh, how did you end up choosing that as a major and what do you want to do with it? Yeah, so I was originally an entrepreneurship and business major, and I was terrified in college because of my experience in high school. And I remember people telling me how hard college was. And I kind of, not to say business is so easy, but the major itself was a lot less complicated than going into engineering or going into a harder major. So that's kind of how I was. I wasn't feeling like I could even handle a hard major until I took business calculus and I started getting hundreds on exams and tutoring everyone around me. And I was like, okay, Erica, you know, like you're smart. I don't know why you don't think you're able to do this. Let's go for something harder. So I switched into engineering and I did engineering for a year. I loved it. I succeeded at it. Um, but like I said, when everything happened this summer that I was really busy and I realized my passion that my passion is to want to help others is to create is to inspire. I essentially, I want to be a coach. I want to, you know, work with mindset. Um, and I'm really into science as well. And so I realize math is what got me out of business. Math is something that challenges me. And every day by doing math, I feel like I'm capable of doing anything. And it also ties into my interests in science and in the world. Essentially, I'm really into science. Maybe I could be a scientist one day if I don't get too sucked into the social media creation. Um, but I, for example, I was reading, I read a lot of science books as well. So right now I'm reading Stephen Hawking's uh, brief answers to the big questions. 
And Stephen Hawking was an applied mathematics major and being able to read like these crazy theories about the universe and like questions about the universe and being able to understand it. And even, for example, right now, I've, I know enough math to understand like Einstein's papers. Like that's a side of me that I'm like, I love this and I'm really into science. Um, and essentially, and it really explains how life works. So that's where I'm going with my major because I really do value that. Um, but I, I'm not going to get a job as, you know, a mathematician or maybe I, I will teach, but I do want to be an entrepreneur and use my knowledge in mathematics and kind of my major to influence younger women and just girls um, to study science and to get into those fields and be into life and science. Yeah, I mean, I that's awesome. Um, I had uh, a similar uh, kind of opposite experience, actually, where I started as a math and computer science major and ended up doing business. Um, but I, you know, I still have a math and a, and a uh, MIS minor, um, and did some data analytics. So but like, having the um, just the, the realm of knowledge in my repertoire of like being able to understand complex math. Um, you know, I don't, I'm never going to have a job as an, you know, in statistics or in applied math using calculus or anything. But, um, I think it does, it definitely does affect your perception of the world and give you access to like almost as a different language, um, to understand other things. And, and that's applicable to other disciplines as well, whether or not you're specifically using that, skill set to perform work. Um, I know you speak, uh, you speak three languages? Yes. Yeah. English, Spanish, and Portuguese. Okay. Portuguese. Portuguese is a super interesting language. I'd love to learn it. I learn. I know a little bit of Spanish, but um, going back to math and kind of like the language of it, um, how does knowing three languages affect your perception of the world? Wow. Okay. So my dad always tells me when I'm I'm telling my dad something or question something, my dad's like, Erica, you're the way you are because of your background. I'm half Brazilian. I'm half Colombian. And I was able to travel to Brazil by myself since I was 14. I would go by myself and stay there two summers um, with my family. So I was just going from my aunt's house, my other aunt's house, all summer in Brazil, speaking Portuguese. Um, and not only the language, but being able to experience the cultures, completely different cultures. And going back to Miami, and then, you know, another summer going to Colombia for two months. Knowing the languages definitely has been a huge, it's open, like I would say, you know, in English, I live one world in Spanish and Portuguese, like living to, it's like a whole two other worlds of opportunities for myself. Um, and I've been able to create super long lasting relationships with people from all around the world that I still speak to, to this day, Brazilians, um, people who speak Spanish from Spain. And it's definitely, it's definitely, I, I would say I have a really diverse outlook on the world because I've seen such different cultures and people interacting that it's kind of helped me be more understanding of people it's helped me have a more open mentality which I really have an open mind and as well as it's definitely benefited my positive outlook on life because like I said when I go to Colombia you know Miami 
and Colombia are so different. You see how some people are living way, way less fortunate than we are, yet they're so happy because that's the way they were raised. Yet I've seen people here in the U.S. who have so much, yet they're so miserable. So it's definitely given me a really different perspective on this world. Yeah, no, I I had a, an experience in in Guatemala a few years ago, um, just kind of interacting with you know people who really have nothing um and like it definitely i think it travel should be a part of most college curriculums ideally um just so people who are from the u.s especially can go and and have a perspective shifting experience because it really does impact the way that you view the world and you know i think it, it can make you focus on what's actually important A hundred percent. Travel is something that's made me a big part of who I am. Not only did I go to Brazil or Colombia, but I also spent two months and a half in Spain when I was like 16. And just those experiences are are what gave me a huge advantage coming back to the U.S. and just living my life here. So uh, what's what's next for for Erica? I know you mentioned a little bit about wanting to get into coaching um, and mindset. I know you have an awesome blog that you're working on. Uh, you know, what, what, uh, what aspirations do you have as you look to graduate soon with this applied math degree and kind of move on to the next thing? Yeah. So every day I'm thinking about that. I have a job right now, a marketing job. So I'm not too worried about getting a job straight out of college. I'm kind of just, I'm focusing on going back to Miami, spending some time with my family. Um, But I really have a passion for helping people want to, who want to grow and find their true potential because I've been through that. And I went from someone who is very unmotivated to someone who's extremely motivated. And so to be able to make that a living and help other people is definitely something that I want to do. So maybe I, I definitely want to get into course creation, um, personal coaching sessions, and essentially end up getting to writing and book and stuff. But I don't know exactly what my next step is. First, I'm just trying to finish coding a GPS for my assignment tomorrow. And from there, I keep on going. Coding, coding the a GPS. Yes. What uh, what language? What programming language? So C plus plus. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I took one. I took the first programming course I ever took was C plus plus. It was probably the the hardest language I ever worked with. Not not that it's like way harder, but it's yeah. It's older. Yeah, that's the one that I learned here. That's the only one that was required. So I guess I have to do in that one unless I learn another language. Julia is and have you heard of Julia? I've heard of it. I've never never worked with that book. It's another one I was looking into. They're all interesting. Yeah, like Java and C sharp. Not to go down the rabbit hole, are kind of like the ones that uh, we that got taught kind of in like the more computer science classes. But anyways, um, yeah. So what um, what inspires you? I know you're big into dance. Um, you're you know what what gives you joy and what um, what inspires you creatively? Being able to share my stories and you know kind of live my life like I love living my life and that's what inspires me is like I know there's some people who don't and just being able to inspire someone to want to go out there and live their life and just be the best version of themselves they can be that's what inspires me is being able to 
open the eyes of others to like the world of personal development and just what it means to be alive. Mm, yeah. I, I love that. I think, you know, for me, one of my um, greatest fears was growing up was quiet desperation, kind of like, you know, being half alive, living a mediocre life. And, uh, you know, so I totally resonate with inspiring people to kind of figure out what, makes them feel alive. Um, because out of that, I think the more people that can experience life to the fullest and really like wake up in the morning and be like, I'm excited to be alive today and, and get up and create something and do something. And doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but the more people who can experience what that's actually like, um, you know, there's going to be less suffering and more impact in the world mm-hmm. and probably more meaningful work that's done that actually helps the environment and other people on and such a hundred percent it's a ripple effect definitely um so before i ask my last question um is there anything that you would like my audience to know about you and where can we find you online you online i am well first let me answer the first question about me i'm always on social media spreading the positive energy educating people on personal development and occasionally the crazy stuff I do in the mathematics world. Um, I'm very friendly and outgoing. So if anyone has any questions and they want to contact me, get into my LinkedIn messages or Instagram direct messages, um, they can find me on LinkedIn, Erica Gutierrez, Instagram at Erica Gutierrez with three R's Gutierrez and on my website, thepositivefocus.com. Awesome. So that will go in the show notes. Uh, my last question, I saw my uh, interviewees, this question is, what's your bag? So the bag of bag mentality is, you know, the thing that you're you're seeking, the thing that gets you up in the morning and really kind of what your definition of success is. Um, so what is your bag, Erica? Being able to become the best version of myself I can be. And meanwhile, I do that, leave an impact on the world and just leave the best legacy I can here on earth. Sweet. That's, that's great. That's awesome. Thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. Uh, and guys definitely go check out Erica's content on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. Looking forward to seeing what you do in the next couple of years. Thank you for having me. Wow. I'm so grateful you listened to the whole episode. I started this podcast, this company, this community to validate people who think differently and who want more for themselves and are trying to connect with other humans who feel the same way. If you resonated with this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on iTunes. Then go check out bagmentality.com and follow us on socials for our upcoming events. Go check out our Entrepreneur Resource Center where we aggregate the influencers, courses, and tools you need to build a business, build wealth, and build health. And finally, go check out my accounts, Will Preble, LinkedIn, and Instagram is where I'm most active. And if you message me, I will respond to everyone who DMs me. Remember, you are valuable. You are a one of one. Go out there and find your bag.